Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have some great sounds for you. We have Ear to the Ground by Andrew Ryan and then some music from Taiwan on Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Wednesday, June 26th. And in the studio, I have Jake Chen. Hello. Paula Chow. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We'll be talking about some new laws, such as no more plastic takeout straws. That'll be effective in July. Also, Taiwan tops Asia in the use of sleeping pills. And we have too many dentists on the island. Also, be telling you the latest from Jeremy Lin and about a super mom who adopted nine kids in the past 15 years. Those stories and more coming up next. Okay, so July is coming up and we have a lot of new laws coming out next month. Tell us about them, Jake. Right. Um, a number of laws have been discussed, I think, since last year, and uh, July is the month that many of them go into effect. One of the more uh, discussed ones is obviously the straw ban. Now, many restaurants and uh, takeout places in Taiwan have already begun to ban the use of straw in proactively in their own places. And starting on July 1st, uh, in public schools, government departments, department stores and shopping centers, all the food that's uh, sold inside, uh, the vendors are not allowed to give uh, plastic straws anymore. Have so, you guys noticed this in some outlets already? Yeah, in uh, McDonald's and KFC, they yeah. uh, no longer give straws. The they machines. have a new lid that's basically kind of like a latte lid. Right. And you just drink it from the cup. Yeah, like I you drink coffee. I don't know why coffees. we needed straws in the first place. Yeah, I think it's mostly for the <laughs> soft drinks, the bubble teas. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it turned out to be not as big of a concern as people thought it was going to be. Remember, there was used to be this big scramble last year. Yeah, people what? were concerned. And th there are also a lot of new uh, materials that can be used for reusable straws, yes. right? Like um, bamboo. We did this actually on Taiwan Insider. Bamboo and glass and uh, metals. Yeah. All kinds of metals. Stainless steel. Yeah. yeah. Stainless, Stainless steel, steel they're titanium, and paper. Y yeah, even paper. Right. Yeah. And you can not use a straw. They also have new cups for bubble tea drinks, where it has so like a kind of um, a container in the top third of the drink. So it has all the bubbles on the top, and you can drink it without a straw and get bubbles and your tea at See, the same there, time. See, there, it works. There it is works a way out. to come around, uh, get around all this. <laughs> Uh, some of the other announcement. Um, so all buses in Taipei and New Taipei now require you to swipe your Easy Card, which is a card people use oh, in Taiwan. No to. more change. Yeah, uh, oh. uh, both getting on and off the bus. In the past, you have to get on the bus and read the sign that's displayed on top to to that lets you know whether you need to swipe it oh, when, when you get on or get off. Now I think uh, Taipei and New Taipei is getting in like Taichung and Kaohsiung, when you just swipe uh, every time you get in and out. So that's a uh, a major convenience or inconvenience, depends on how you look at it. Uh, also, and a number of increased fines uh, will be put in place starting on July 1st as well, including drunk driving. I think we covered a number of relatively high-profile uh, drunk driving cases that, that some of them were lethal. So that new law, that increased the fine in prison terms will be in place. And also, 
um, the pedestrians are legally uh, required to yield way for people with disabilities and people with guide dogs. Those who fail to do so, the fine for those will be increased as well. So pedestrians have to yield the way. Pedestrians, yeah. Now, what about cars? Well, yeah, sorry, that includes uh, cars, drivers as well. So those okay. who failed will be fined as well. So yeah, some uh, some good changes, I guess, on the way. Well, that's good. I think these are all very humane changes. Good for the environment. Yeah. Good for humanity. So that's what's new in July in Taiwan. We have too many dentists here on the island. Tell us about this, Paula. All right. That's according to Taiwan's health ministry. Um, the health ministry said recently it is planning to revise laws um, that requires all students graduating from foreign dental schools must take an extra test before becoming a dentist in Taiwan. That's because um, the health ministry said Taiwan has more than enough dentists because um, the health ministry says uh, for Every 10,000 people, Taiwan has more than six dentists, which is pretty much the same as other developed countries, such as the United States, Australia, Canada, and France. And also every year, two, 420 students graduate from Taiwan's eight dental schools. So in other words, Taiwan has more than enough. We have enough, you know, dentists. We don't need more. But I feel like it's hard to get an appointment sometimes. <laughs> well, to get an appointment with a good dentist. Right. So um, so the, um, the ministry says, well, if you have a diploma for, from a foreign um, dental school, so you have to take extra tests. This is part of the uh, health ministry's plans to cut the number of qualified dentists in Taiwan. Because if you have more dentists than Taiwan needs, maybe the quality, maybe the, the, the care, the medical care, the quality will be affected. Really? I would rather have more to choose from. What's well, the problem with more? I don't. I still don't see the problem. I don't know. More. They 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 <laughs> sort of like you know they really trust um, dentists with a Taiwanese diploma, right? Uh, but yeah, that I, that makes sense that they should have the same standard, right, right. to practice here in Taiwan. So, but um, I think we actually are a very good place to get dental work done. I mean, it's very cheap and very convenient. I know a lot of people who live in the States, who are Taiwanese, they come back to get their dental work Oh, yeah, here. I heard that stories. And yeah. even without insurance, it's cheaper mm -hmm. than doing it with insurance in the U.S. Even if they full, uh, pay full price, it's still yeah, a lot cheaper. Yeah, than, so yeah. Um, oh. maybe that's why they're so busy now. Yeah. <laughs> so many of them are required. So at least we know we're a good place to get our teeth worked on. Okay, we have another medical issue. Well, it's a health issue, I think, and it's that um, Taiwanese people are taking a lot of sleeping pills. In fact, we have the most per capita in Asia. So on the average, um, people are taking 39 pills a year. Oh, more than uh, South Korea and Japan? Yeah. And um, of course, that doesn't mean everybody's taking that many. Sure. So, But we have about 4.2. 26 million people taking sleeping pills in Taiwan. That's like... That's a, a lot, right? A quarter of the population. Yeah. So, I mean, we have like 23 million people, including children, right? So the numbers are increasing and it's costing our health insurance a lot, $2 billion NT dollars a year. Now, um, one smart doctor said, this suggests that Taiwanese have problems sleeping. <laughs> 
I'm I not too obvious. surprised. I mean, I, I don't hope this is the case, but this is this and the number of overworked hours and the number of hours you stare at your cell phone. These That's are not the really f- true. figures you want to see rise mm-hmm. in, in, in any place. Um, and as far as how Taiwanese are overworked, this on average, uh, I'm not too surprised that they're having trouble sleeping. That's true. I think overwork definitely leads to having more stress, right? Which makes yeah. it harder to fall asleep. Definitely. And um, they said about a fourth of people in Taiwan have sleeping problems. So um, we actually have some tips from this is a, a website where a Taipei team, medical team, also participated in their study. It's called startsleeping.org. And um, there's some tips here, a whole bunch of tips, and maybe these will be helpful for us here in Taiwan or you who is listening. But there is one that's a Taiwanese thing, avoiding rajasic, bitter, sour, salty, spicy, pungent foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like a Chinese thing, right? Suantian, what is it? Kulama. <laughs> but basically, any flavor that's too strong. That yeah, that's that, too that, strong. That could be too much of a stimulant for you. Yeah, to keep you awake. Right. Yeah. So, but here's some more. Don't expose yourself to bright lights, especially blue light. I think we know this, but we may not practice this within yeah. one to two hours of going to bed. It's like I read my iPad before I go to bed. I shouldn't be doing that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be on your computer. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every night, including weekends. Oh, good luck with that in Taiwan. Really? I mean, every single person I know is sleeping on the weekends. Really? It's, right. it's supposedly for your circadian rhythm. Yeah. Um, expose yourself to sunlight early in the morning and throughout the day. And exercise early in the morning outside if possible. These are ideal situations here. Limit your naps to 20 minutes at the most. And don't nap late in the day. Avoid eating a lot at night. Avoid caffeine late in the day and nicotine entirely. Both are stimulants. Be careful with sugar. It can prevent quality of sleep, especially if consumed in the evening. Yeah, you guys so know that? Don't drink that. bubble tea before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah, really. When Caffeine you, and sugar in there. Yeah, I read that. That's like a list of people. That's like a list of things that Taiwanese are all doing. Like That's eat, true. Eating late because we have a, 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 a... Long work hours. Yeah, long work hours. We have a night market. So and we, we eat they, like a yeah. very strong Spicy, tasting food. oily food. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably having a pearl milk tea while we're having ha- <laughs> yeah, it, right? A, a chicken nuggets, <laughs> Something yeah. sugary and full of caffeine. Addiction to cell phones in general. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do your best to reduce your overall stress. That's true. In your life. Your state during the day will affect your state at night. That makes sense. If you're all uptight, right, it's probably hard to relax mm. right before you go to bed. But that's the thing to do. Before you go to bed, do relaxing things and avoid stimulating activities such as work. I realized that one time I was working until like, one, I was doing something, oh. and then my mind could not like stop turning for quite that, a while. Yeah, yeah same here. because you're just like in this state of being, you know, I don't know what it is it's, it's work mode. What's what's up there between the years is like a muscle, like it doesn't relax instantaneously, it takes some time. Yeah, so yeah. I think avoid the work before bedtime. Um, have a relaxed attitude towards sleep, don't get stressed out about sleep either. Uh, tell yourself if you, if you don't sleep well tonight, it's okay, you make it up tomorrow. <laughs> I should keep that in mind. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not falling asleep. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then adopt a pre-sleep ritual that'll help calm you down and tells your brain it's time for sleep. My husband, he does calligraphy. I mean, he looks like, why are you doing this? But it really, it's a good idea. You Before know? he sleeps? No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. He's like very disciplined. Not every day, but you know, sometimes. And if you can't sleep, don't stay in bed. Get up and do a calming activity and then go to bed when you're sleepy. Just don't toss and turn for a few hours. 
mm. if you can't sleep that night. Definitely. So those are some tips, and I hope they help us all sleep a little bit better. The Sound of the Amis Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. to hear what's going on with Jeremy Lin. He's a big favorite here in Taiwan. Yeah, definitely. And he's got a new title for him now. He's uh, an NBA champion. Uh, the uh, Toronto Raptors, uh, the one and unfortunately only NBA team out of Canada, uh, won their first ever uh, NBA championship uh, just earlier uh, in June. Are you from Toronto? I'm from Montreal. So Okay, but they're still like your team because they're from Canada, right? Are they your team that you would root for? Uh, I'm a big Portland fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and Toronto and, and Montreal has this rivalry in every other category. Oh, so I see. So no I'm, loyalty I'm to Toronto. Ha- yeah, half rooting for them. <laughs> but I do, I do like uh, uh, Jeremy Lin and a lot of people in Toronto. Um, so, yeah, Jeremy Lin got traded earlier this year uh, to Toronto. And then uh, he, because he's a backup player, he didn't get a lot of time. In fact, he played uh, 50-something seconds during the entire series. And Aww. some people joked about he him getting a championship ring just because he happens to be on the team. So being as open and, and honest as he is, uh, that's one of the qualities that I l- like about him. He went on to the, uh, a talk show hosted by Ryan Higa. You know that early funny video of how to get into Harvard, like get big glasses and get into Harvard? That's with That this, he did? That he did. That's I with think this, so. I think I remember that. That's with the same guy. This is a, oh, okay. I think a Japanese-American uh, a YouTube pers- persona. Mm-hmm. So he talked about it, uh, and he dealt with it. He had, he said, uh, "Well, I've I've trained uh, every bit as hard as everybody else on the team, and I've contributed in any way I can." And uh, for I think for for those who are non NBA fans, it's common for coaches to stick with a very short, like a seven to eight people lineup. The deeper you run in playoffs, because these are uh, players who. Not that you don't trust the other players, but these are players who have who you coached uh, in key moments for, for very 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 often, and you don't want to change that easily. So bench players they tend to get less minutes in playoffs. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm glad he addressed that. You know, instead of just brushing it aside. And what did he say? Yeah, he said I I contributed a lot, and I've trained very very hard uh, in 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 the playoff with my team every day. So he said I deserve it, and I absolutely agree with him. I mean, what a guy from sleeping on your teammate's couch just, in, I think, in 2010, now nine years later, an NBA champion. Uh, good good for yeah, him. Good for him. How does it work? So everyone who has played during the championship gets the ring or everyone on the team gets the ring? Everyone on the team, and depends on how the team handles it, sometimes all the working staffs uh, get a ring as well. Wow. But definitely all the players and the, and the coaches. Um, this also makes Jeremy Lin the third uh, Asian uh, player to get uh, a championship ring uh, after Batur and uh, Sun Yue, both from CBA, the Chinese Basketball League, who played in the NBA later. So, yeah. Oh, so Yao Ming never got one. Unfortunately, no. He oh, retired yeah. fairly early, I think it, at 31 years of age. Yeah. So yeah. He was a very good player as well, though. He was dominant, yeah. I, I was sad that he didn't win, but he, he made his impact. So. Well, good for Jeremy Lin. I mean, he's traded to so many teams, and he's always been such a good sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he he gives a lot of morale to the team. Absolutely. You can't, like, just overlook 
can't just figure things out by playtime, right? There's a I lot agree. of dynamics going on in a team. I saw how they cheered after they win the championship, and a lot of uh, their teammates just grabbed and, 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 and hugged Jeremy Lin. I just love that spirit in that team. So looks like he's found a home in Toronto. Wonderful. Yeah. Tell us about the super mom who's adopted nine kids in 15 years. <laughs> right. She has adopted nine kids over the past 15 years. And her name is Cui Daiyi. She is in her late 50s. And she's married and she has two sons. And she, um, you know, 15, wow. nine kids over the past 15 years. That's a lot. The first time she adopted three children who are from a remote village. And the three kids, they are both deaf and dumb. They can talk, they can hear. And then they, um, so it's really hard for, for her and her husband to take care of the three of them. And then it took her six years to, you know, spend time with the three kids until they um, went to high school. And the second time she adopted three sisters, that's a sad story because all three sisters are victims of sexual abuse, domestic oh. violence. Oh, one is a fourth grader, one uh, second grader, and the other one is uh, still kindergartner. And she, because she herself does not have daughters, so she loves the three sisters very much. However, because the three sisters are, they were, you know, sexually abused by, I don't know, by their relatives or or other people, so they develop um, severe post-trauma symptoms. Mm. Some, sometimes they don't talk, sometimes they cry, or they get angry easily. Yeah. And mm. also it took, um, you know, this woman, Cui Dai, a long time to win their heart. Yeah, it could last years uh, from what I've read. I can imagine. Right. It, it, it's really hard. And then right now, um, this, um, you know, adoptive parent, her husband also help her out. She um, is adopting a fifth grader, and this young boy is a victim of domestic violence. She, he was beaten by um, his father. So it also, um, it's not easy for a mistrait to um, take, you know, to care for th- this boy. And sometimes, so um, her husband helped out and her husband took the boy uh, to school every day and then walked the boy home. And then the, uh, the couple spent a lot of time with the boy. And then over the past 15 years, night kids, that's not easy. And um, Miss Trey always said that um, the story about the three sisters saddened her the most because it's so sad. So she herself also developed symptoms of, you know, those sort of like, a, yeah, depression. She has to um, receive counseling. I can imagine right. because you're, you're carrying the weight of their yes. sadness, the Emotional right? trauma, right. yeah. Their trauma and you're trying to help them, but then... You can only do so much, right? It takes right. time. It's not like you spend a week with them and they're better. Right. Probably be years. So that's a lot of toil on her as well, emotional yeah. toil. Well, she's not she's not a rich woman, and oh she's willing goodness. to help children, especially to help oh. children coming from you know Hard different family backgrounds. Yes. Right. Well, that's wonderful to see. Um, definitely a super mom. Yeah. Right. And I hope all the big heart kids grow up to be uh, I, I think capable and and uh, well-mannered uh, young men and women I'm yeah sure i'm will. sure she's changed their lives right yeah that is wonderful to hear about such a heroic mom super mom in taiwan and uh thank you for joining us on here in taiwan and we have two great programs for you coming up ear to the ground and jade bells and bamboo pipes for here in taiwan i'm natalie so i'm jake chen and i'm holla chow bye 
There's a mysterious song I can hear from time to time in the alley in front of my apartment. They never play it for more than a couple seconds, but I'm curious, what is the song and why are they playing it? I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Year to the Ground, we go in search of the answer. An ear to the ground. This is the sound of our neighborhood chief making an announcement through the public address system. She doesn't do it very often, but when she does, she does it in Mandarin, Hakka, and Taiwanese. Quite impressive. Now lately, over the past six months or so, and especially in the last couple of days, I've heard little snippets of a song playing through the speaker, always the same song, and never more than about 10 seconds. Now, I assume that they're testing the speakers, trying to fix them, but what is the song they're playing? And why this song? I've asked my roommate before what the song is, but I can't exactly sing it, so he usually just gives me a blank stare. But yesterday, I managed to record a piece of the song. Have a listen. And that's where it gets cut off, right before the singing starts. Now, I do know that it's sung by a woman because I've heard the first couple of words before, but that's all I know. When I play the clip for my friends, they all think it sounds familiar. And after a bit of hemming and hawing, they come up with the name of the song. (laughs) My friend Leo imitates the vibrato that you can often hear in Taiwanese songs. (laughs) My friends don't know how to say the name of the song in the Taiwanese dialect. In Mandarin, it would be called The Stars Know My Heart. They go to YouTube to see if they can find this version of the song. Clearly, the intro sounds different, and the singer is male. Here's another one. It's a karaoke version. It doesn't sound like the one we're looking for, except that actually every single one of these songs has the characteristic... Here's another one with a modified... in a different key. <laughs> Later, when I search for this song in the RTI Music Library, I come up with more than a dozen hits, each one with its own style. <laughs> But eventually, my friends and I stumble on a version that sounds like it could be the one we're looking for. The singer is Huang Fei, with an H, Huang Fei, 
She's a Taiwanese singer, not to be confused with Wang Fei or Fei Wang, the singer-actress who got her start singing in Cantonese. But we all agree that this song by Huang Fei does not sound like the same version as the one that's playing through the speakers outside my apartment. But I'm going to pop that CD in right now so you can have a listen. Turns out that it is a song. It's just the speakers in front of my house make it sound much tinnier than it is. So why are they playing The Stars Know My Heart? Is someone trying to send a secret message? And why little bits of the song played randomly over and over? The search for answers continues. With the Near to the Ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Explore the beauty of Chinese and Taiwanese traditional music on jade bells and bamboo pipes. Hello and welcome to this week's Jade Bells and Bamboo Pipes. I'm Carlson Wong and on today's show, we'll be listening to Guzheng music performed by Qi Yao. The first piece that we'll be playing for you today is Xue Mei's Memory of Her Man. This folk song uniquely expresses the grieved feelings of a widow named Xue Mei when she yearns for her late husband. It follows a seasonal sequence to extend the thought of her husband and expectation of her children. The moving lyrics along with the sad yet graceful melody made the tune very popular in Taiwan in the early days.
Shemei's memory of her man, and this folk song expresses the grieved feelings of a widow named Shemei when she yearns for her late husband. And coming up, we'll listen to the Jasmine of June. This is a folk song that originates from the Jianan Plain. Jianan Plain or Jianan and Tainan is a plain located in the central southern region of western Taiwan. The melody conveys the lonely mood of a single girl, and this tune is a rearranged tune and it keeps its original interest. Thank、you 
This is Radio Taiwan International. 那个音乐我们听到的是《Gu he had been employed as music instructor for several schools where he devoted himself to traditional Chinese music for many years.
Howing Song, a folk tune popular in the countryside in Taiwan. And next, we're going to play for you a tune which I think you're familiar with if you're a regular listener. This is Recalling the Past. And this tune is very popular in the south of Taiwan in Hangchun. It's in the southern tip of Taiwan and it's one of the most famous Taiwanese folk tunes. It depicts the melancholic mood of a person recalling his old hard days. The arranged tune played by the Chinese stringed instruments, including Guzheng Yuexun or moon-shaped guitar, and Erhu strengthens the sentimental color in the tune. hope that our old Taiwanese folk tunes have put you in a state of relaxation. Thank you for listening. For comments and suggestions, please write to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. And our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And again, RTI is short for Radio Taiwan International. I do look forward to your comments and suggestions because they mean a lot to me in trying to improve the quality of this programming. Once again, I'm Carlson Wong. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.